This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You have to accept the things that are flowing in. And sometimes we put up barriers for ourselves without even really knowing it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I just have a very quick programming note for you all and just wanted to let you know that this episode was actually recorded a few weeks back. Technically last week's episode was the 100th episode, but I felt that took priority over this one. So keep that in mind as I'm going on and on about being the 100th episode. Thank you either way and let's hop in. Hello everyone, what's up? Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. It is a very, very special edition of the show today because it is the 100th episode. I honestly, I don't know, man. I I thought about putting together a podcast for so long before I did it and it's so wild to me that there's been 100 episodes already. First and foremost, just want to say a big thank you to everybody who has tuned in over the years and just engaged with the community. And I hope you guys have really taken some good stuff away from the show. It's It's been a lot of fun. So I'll kick things off with an Apple podcast review. This one comes from Cricket's Camp. Practical, engaging, and authentic. Latasha is insightful, engaging, and authentic about her experience as a freelancer. She shares her experience on the podcast in such a smart way, serving as a guide to all of us on our business journeys. I find her podcast binge-worthy with so many incredible nuggets of wisdom for growing and scaling your business based on her experience. Each episode has such rich content. Thanks for all of the information you share and for your inspiring transparency. Thank you so much for that awesome review, Crickets Camp. And speaking of transparency, we're going to get very transparent in this episode. I lost my biggest client the week that I am recording this. Lost my biggest client. Uh, Well, we put our contract on hold largely just because of everything's going on in the world, things are really are really weird right now. And I think a lot of people have experienced something similar. I did not think that I was immune, but I was riding things out for as long as I could. And our, our contract got put on pause. Like I said, it was my biggest retainer client. So this contract alone definitely took care of most of my living expenses and it was something that, obviously, I mean, who, who doesn't like that, right? It was consistent income. I had been working with them for a long time, and it was a bit of a disappointment to have that happen. But here's the thing. I made up that income in two days, a day and a half, realistically. And I am not, you know, you guys know if you listen to the show, I'm not a get-rich-quick, like, scammy kind of person. Like, just manifest the money. I'm not that kind of person, Kudos to those people, but that's not me. I want to share with you how I made up that income in two days, realistically, without scamming anyone, without doing some giant launch, um, and, and how it's possible for you to do that too. So first and foremost, when something like this happens, you have to give yourself space, time, energy to process the loss. I think 
you know, it's not the end of the world and I don't want you to feel that way. But at the same time, it's okay to feel a little bit uncertain. It's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel bummed out because that's really was the majority of my emotions was just bummed out. I knew because I had an emergency fund. I've talked about that before. I think I have a whole episode on that. I had an emergency fund. I have multiple revenue streams. So that was not my only revenue stream. And I had a good relationship with my client anyway. So hopefully it actually will pick back up. And I also understood that it was coming so I could prepare for it. So I wasn't like terrified that I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent or anything like that. I was just bummed out. You know, it's just like, okay, cool. Like revenue is going to dip a little bit and that's a bummer and that's okay to feel that way. So I I want you to, if something like this happens, I hope it doesn't, but you know, I I say, I hope it doesn't, but at the same time, this is a part of business. Okay. Losing clients, getting clients, having things put on pause. It's all a part of business. And I would be lying to you if I said you're never going to experience it. And I, in a way, like, I feel like it's it's something that we all should experience because I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but if your business is only successful because of one client, is it really successful? Do you really run a successful business? You should be able to pivot. You should be able to find a different client, offer a different thing, make money in a different way. It shouldn't just be re- reliant on one contract. So so that's number one. So take the time to assess everything, assess your finances, figure out, is this really a big deal? I actually, you know, was getting to a point a couple weeks ago where I was, I was burnt out. I mean, burnout with a capital B. I actually recorded an episode about, about burnout as well. And I was definitely going through that. And I honestly, you guys, I didn't say this in that episode, but I was getting to the point where I was like, should I just look for a full-time job? Because having a full-time job was easier than what I was, what I, what I'm dealing with now. And I started to actually, for the first time, question entrepreneurship. And so maybe I needed a pause. Maybe I needed a reset button. I needed to take a breath. And so well, I'm not grateful, obviously, for a dip in revenue. Well, I love working with this client. Well, I hope it does pick back up. You can see the positive sides of things as well that kind of help you process that loss or process the impact of that change a little bit easier. So here's the juicy stuff. Here is where you take action. Step number two. I took my time that morning once I found this out to just like figure out, okay, is this that big of a deal? Did that. Felt okay. Drank a cup of coffee. Then I I got on my computer and I started making moves. So actually the first thing that I did was I went on my Instagram stories and I posted basically a condensed version of this episode. And I just said, hey, just being honest with you guys, I lost my biggest client. You know, this is what happened. And here's why I'm not super stressed about it. Here are the other things that I'm going to be working on, the things that you guys can look forward to, that kind of thing. And I contemplated sharing that, but I I think it is important that I did because it is important for you guys to know that I am not perfect. I deal with all the same things that you guys do. And that's one of the reasons, really the biggest reason why I still do take 
agency clients because if I wanted to, I could just be a coach. I could just focus on coaching only and really just focus on growing and scaling that business and I would be okay. And there's nothing, I have nothing against people who do focus solely on coaching just for the record. But for me, it is important that I continue to take clients so I can understand where you guys are at. So when you guys come to me and say, hey, I lost a client due to coronavirus, I can give you practical tips that I actually used to get you know, to replace that income. So I wanted to share that just to help you guys if anyone is in a similar situation and also just kind of to update and and let people know where it was at. I considered putting a call to action at the end of that story saying, you know, so for the first time in a while, I am accepting new work because I have been turning down work up until this point. But I actually decided not to do that. And here's why. It's because My Instagram audience is not really my target market for work, for service-based work. I do have a couple of my clients, you know, past clients or people who would be a good fit. But for the most part, the people who follow me on Instagram are people who may be more suited for a course or a coaching program. And obviously, I love you guys. I love you guys for not so much financial reasons. Like, yes, of course, uh, sometimes you guys buy my things, but I think it's more helpful just for market research, building relationships, getting to know you guys. It's not really my main bread and butter type platform. And I really am trying to focus a little bit less on the solopreneur type of content just because I get it. I'm a solopreneur and I don't have a giant budget. I, when I work with companies that are a little bit bigger, they have bigger budgets. So I didn't put that call to action at the end. Now, another thing that I did is I circled back with some open conversations. So actually a couple months ago, it was like right before coronavirus happened, like seriously happened here in the U.S. I actually was in the process of getting an offer for a new gig for a local company and they just kind of ghosted me. I mean, understandably, I wasn't that mad about it to be honest with you, but I did email them and I just let them know, hey, like I know things got a little crazy with the coronavirus. Uh, Things around here are starting to open up again right now. So I thought now would be an appropriate time to see if they were kind of reassessing things and just let them know that I was still available, still interested. Let me know if you want to have a chat. And I just kind of framed it as I have some really good ideas that would help you out, especially as things are opening up, that kind of thing. I got on Upwork and I checked out my invitations. So every, usually I get a couple every week. I get invitations on Upwork to apply for gigs. And to be honest with you, I kind of just ignore them most of the time because I'm I'm busy and I, I don't really have the capacity for them. So I did go through and look at those. And then I also got on LinkedIn, which I get on LinkedIn every day, but I kind of looked at it from a different perspective and just accepted some connection requests that usually I kind of leave my connection requests hanging out for like weeks at a time. I'm pretty bad about it. So I made sure to do that. I did check out what was going on in the feed. I didn't go into the jobs tab, but I would have done that and I still may be doing that. Oh, and another thing that I did was I had another project that was in the hopper uh, that that I had already signed off a contract on. It was a short-term project, but it was a project. And so I made sure just to, you know, communicate with them, make sure that that was still moving forward. I did kind of a sample of the project for them. 
the same day that I, I, I got this news about my contract being put on pause. And I think I just kind of really put in a little bit more effort than I normally would, to be honest with you, because of what's going on. Okay, so here's how things worked out. So Instagram, let's talk about that. So I got a lot of messages just of support, which was nice. And it did just kind of help me, you know, just feel like, okay, cool. People are caring about the impact that I have. People do care about me. So that was nice. I also, the next day, so 24 hours later, I woke up to a message from a former client and kind of a friend mentor kind of person who I'd worked with in the past saying, Hey, sorry to hear about that. Uh, do you want to work on some projects for me? So that was really cool. And it wasn't really expected. That wasn't really the point of that message. I wasn't like looking for sympathy or anything. Again, like I said, you guys, I'm fine. I don't want anyone to be like, oh my gosh, is she okay? I'm fine. And I know so many people have it way, way worse than I do. So many people have lost their jobs and have no business to fall back on. And just a, just a sidebar here, I feel so much more confident and secure during this time being a freelancer, to be honest with you, because I can always do something else. I can always pivot. When I was in a day job, if I were to lose my job, I would be like left with nothing. And so I don't want this episode to come across negative in any way because freelancing is amazing in that aspect. Okay. So yes, I got that message from that person, which was really nice. Again, it was just a bit of encouragement. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, I still don't fully know the scope of the project or anything, but even if it doesn't fully go anywhere, it's really nice to know that that person has my back, that they're looking out for me. And that if I was in a really bad situation, they might be a good person to at the very least talk to, not necessarily just for work, but just as a support system. Like I said, they're somewhat of a mentor. They've been doing this longer than I have. They have a sustainable business and I very, very much look up to them. So I appreciated just having that support and a potential project. The next thing, circling back with those open conversations did work to some extent. I didn't get anything fully signed in the books, but again, I am on their radar. They know that I'm still available, that I'm still interested. And so did get some good responses for some of those older conversations. But where I really got some good value was from checking my Upwork invites, I actually found one in there that had a budget of like $10,000, which, you know, was for a couple months. So it wasn't like, um, you know, $10,000 for, for one day of work, of course, but it was a pretty valuable contract and, uh, or proposal, I guess. And this is why I always say you guys, Upwork is not only full of cheap projects. There are some good ones. Every once in a while, you'll stumble upon a good one. It was a really reputable company, you know, a a real project. And it looked like something that I could definitely help out with. So I went ahead, I wrote through a proposal and I got an interview or a, you know, a, a call the very, very next day. So that was really nice. And still don't know if that is moving forward because I'm recording this literally the day after, but that is a really good lead, a really good prospect, and with a very decent budget. I also had some invites on Cloud Peeps, which I don't think I ever have really talked about Cloud Peeps that much on this on this uh, podcast. But that's another platform similar to Upwork. I have a profile on there. I have taken like one gig on there, uh, and it's just you know it's a similar. It's like a job board, and I had another very good quality, a very decent paying. Um, 
invite on there for a really cool company actually. So I did apply to that one. I haven't heard back on that one yet, but I just put put in my proposal yesterday. So we'll see on that. And I think you guys like cloud peeps, Upwork, all these different things. The I know that some people really are like strongly against these platforms. And yes, I say it all the time. You should be building a business, not just building a business on Upwork or on cloud peeps. I think you really need to have your own brand set up as well, but it doesn't hurt to have these things in your toolkit because if I didn't have six Upwork invitations and a handful of cloud peeps invites, I would be looking for prospects out of nowhere. I'd be cold calling people, which is okay. And, and, and that works. Believe me, I know plenty of people who do that successfully, but it's a lot easier when you at least have some place to start and you have a profile out there that people can look at and people can get familiar with. And that is just kind of attracting some eyes for you. So it works in the background for these times when you do need to take action, when you do need to, to get started on something quickly, it, is nice to have on hand. So I definitely recommend keeping your profiles updated on sites like that. And, you know, for me, like on Upwork, I take a client or two just so I can have my profile active so I can maintain that top rated status and things like that, get reviews, all that kind of thing. LinkedIn. So I checked my invitations on LinkedIn and I had one that looked promising. She was a CXO and she was in the C-suite. And so I added her and I looked on her, her recent posts. I always look at people when they send through a connection request, I always look at their profile and just kind of do a little bit of creep in first. And I noticed that she was hiring social media managers. So I, I, as soon as I accepted her connection request, instead of just, you know, I don't know, playing it cool or commenting on the post. I accepted her request and I sent the message. I said, hey, thanks so much for connecting. It looks like you're looking for social media managers. Is that still the case? If so, I'd love to chat. If not, you know, thanks for connecting anyway. Looking forward to kind of getting to know you or whatever. And she replied back and asked me to send through my my information. So it is really that easy. What else did I do? Let's see. I think those are the big things. And then, like I said, I also worked with that client. I sent through a sample of the work that I was doing. And the next day I got a message and they said, Hey, can we talk? And I was like, Oh gosh, they need me to like redo the sample. It was bad. It wasn't what they were looking for. I'm scared. And it was actually, Hey, we loved this so much. We want to order two more of this exact thing, which equaled out to be the amount of my contract that got paused times two and a half or three. So basically me being put on pause for a couple months is not even an issue anymore. I totally made that up just from doing a good job on that one existing contract. And, and, and I have a ton of other things in the pipeline in the queue now. Now, last thing that I did was I also have signed in this past week, I've signed four new coaching clients. I also have like one or two kind of still hanging out in the ether now who may be signing on. We've kind of had a verbal agreement or an intro chat. So let me back up a little bit and say that I had a feeling this contract was going to be paused. I've had a feeling for probably a month just because of the way communication was going. And and I just, you know, things are kind of weird in the world right now. So I was anticipating it. As soon as I started to hear about layoffs and things like that, I knew that this could be a reality. 
And I I think it's important that we're realistic here and that we're not just kind of living in la-la land. Of course, I didn't want it to happen. Of course, I didn't want to, um, you know, force that to happen subconsciously, but I had in the back of my mind, okay, this could happen. So if you do tune into the podcast, you probably have heard me mention a couple times that I'm doing a, a sale on my coaching package, which I don't really ever do, but I discounted it somewhat. And I also started to offer power hours again, which power hours are a one hour session. So instead of booking out a three month coaching package, people can just book one hour with me and talk about whatever they need to. And it's affordable. It's under $200 and people walk away with some really great value from it. So I've been offering those things, offering discounted rates, offering power hours. Uh, I created a new course when coronavirus hit a video marketing course, 15 bucks, really affordable. So there's lots of different options for people who want to engage with me in some way as their coach or as their educator. And so I have been kind of doing this slow build of that, of that stuff. I've also been posting more content. If you haven't noticed, I've been posting more YouTube content, which again, like part of that has just been fun. It's been a release for me, especially as I've been a little bit stressed, but it also sure has had the end goal in mind of getting more coaching clients, getting more people to my courses. And so these are things that I've been kind of working on for the past couple months or the past month at least. And it came at perfect timing because the week that my contract got put on pause was the same week that I signed like four new coaching clients and hopefully will be a couple more. I'll be at capacity this week, I, th- I think, if, if those last couple of people say yes. So here's the thing. It is about a few things. It is about hard work. It's about being smart, pivoting, using your resources. But I think it's also about accepting the good things that are flowing in to some extent. And again, I am not this woo-woo, like manifest your life type of person, but I do think it is important. That contract, like I said, was, was a big contract. It was, it was a big contract. But if I can't accept and appreciate the little contracts, the little things, the power hours that I offer, the $200 power hours, which are really fun for me, which help me build relationships with you guys, which help me get testimonials, which often turn into long-term coaching. If I can't accept those little things, I can't accept the big things. You have to be able to accept the things that are flowing into your life and you invite the energy that flows in. I really do believe that. If I, you know, when when I told my partner, I literally had a smile on my face and I was like, hey, I don't want you to stress out. I'm just letting you know this is what's happening. And I'm really excited for the next thing that I'm going to do. You know, I'm excited to test out some new things. And I was positive about it. Now, again, I know that I could be in a terrible situation. I could be not knowing how to pay my rent next week. That's a different, that's a different story. But because I really did sit down assess the situation, realize it's fine. Financially, it's fine. I have my emergency fund. I have other contracts going on. Again, I, I it's not like I had no other contracts. I have plenty of other contracts. It's just that was my biggest single contract. Um, so yeah, I assessed, I assessed the situation. I was like, it's fine. Don't stress. Don't invite that negative energy in. Invite positive energy. Take it as an opportunity because I'm going to be honest, I think for a while I was getting a little bit complacent too. I think having retainer clients is really amazing because it, you know, it's, it's kind of 
guaranteed income, if you will. You know, you're going to be making the same amount every month. So it is nice. It's predictable. It's safe feeling. But it can kind of take a little bit away from freelancing in a way. Like when I have a big win, when I have a big sale, when I have a client who says, hey, let's order three more of what you just gave us or two more of what you just gave us, that's a big win. That is a high five moment. And retainers, on the other hand, can sometimes just sort of feel like you're just there. It almost just feels like a job. And again, I'm not saying I don't want them. I'm not saying I'm not grateful for retainers. I'm just saying... I think sometimes you need a bit of a kick in the pants to really reach your full potential. And I kept saying to people who were DMing me, again, I wasn't I wasn't posting that Instagram story for sympathy, but the people who were DMing me, I was being sure to say, hey, you know, I'm looking at this as a positive thing. I'm excited to work on things that I'm super passionate about that I've been putting off for a long time. I've been working on this coaching program for my side hustlers out there. It is going to be launching very soon, probably sooner than I planned now because I actually have time to finish it up. And it's going to be a a higher ticket, a longer term. It's going to be a six month coaching program for my side hustlers who are realizing they want to make this a big thing. They want to make their business fully profitable. And some, some of you guys may be wanting to leave your day jobs. I'm going to help you through that. So I'm working out the details of that program. I'm just really excited to, you know, to be working on these other things and finally have the capacity to do those things. So last thing I'll say about kind of accepting the good things flowing in is one of the ways that I signed those four coaching clients in one week is because I simplified the coaching process a lot. I simplified the application process. So how it typically goes, if you want to work with me one-on-one for my long-term three-month program, you go to latashajames.com coaching. There's a Google form linked there. So you fill that out and then I take some time to review it. I follow up with you. I set up a call, like a 15-minute intro call. We go over questions. Then I send through a proposed schedule. And then I take your money. And that's done by design because I wanted to make sure that people really wanted to do it and wanted to commit to it and weren't just making rash decisions. But I also think that as I've been doing this for a while and as I've had my coaching package at this price point for a while, I'm starting to realize my true value and I'm starting to realize that it's priced really dang low and that, yes, I understand it is a lot of money, you know, but it's in the grand scheme of things compared to what other coaches are offering and what other people are used to. It's not a lot of money. And so I simplify the process. I simply made it an application form. If I think that I could help you, I send you over the payment link. And I offer, if you want to have a call, let's have a call. I'm happy to do that. But I was realizing that by going through this long, tedious process, it was making the sales process really long and drawn out. People were falling off. I was wasting time on calls where people would then ghost me or you know, whatever the case is. Whereas if they were just given the payment link, they might just buy. And that's kind of what's been happening. So again, you have to accept the good things that are flowing in. If people are saying, hi, I want to work with you. Let me pay you, let them pay you. And if they have questions, they'll let you know you can offer, you know, you can offer to answer their questions. You can offer to meet with them, 
but you don't need to have this long drawn out sales process for every single thing. Now, obviously this is a $1,300 coaching package. If I was doing a $13,000 coaching package, of course, like have calls, build those relationships first, but you have to accept the things that are flowing in. And sometimes we put up barriers for ourselves without even really knowing it. Like, why was I putting that barrier up? Why was I afraid to, you know, and it's because I was doubting myself. It's because I was like, well, I think that I'm, I think I'm worth this much money, but I want to make sure that they're really sure. But after a couple of years of doing this, after many positive testimonials, I don't need to doubt myself. I know that I am worth that. My program is worth what I'm asking and that it's still a good value for people. So I don't need to put up that barrier. All right. So that is how I lost my biggest client and made up the income in just two days. It is possible. Leverage your resources. Be smart. Pivot. Be strategic. Accept what's coming in. You know, the good things. Have a positive mindset and attitude. And I think we're going to be okay. Thank you so much for listening to the 100th episode of the Freelance Friday podcast, you guys. I'm so grateful for your support, your listens, your plays, your downloads, your reviews, your follows on Instagram. It means the world to me. So if you want to participate in the virtual party, (laughs) head over to my Instagram at the Latasha James, send me a screenshot. Let me know that you're listening to the 100th episode and you guys means a lot. I will be back in a couple of weeks with new episodes and hopefully a new intro and things like that. So stay tuned and stay smart. I'll talk to you soon.